Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Alternative Lifestyle Choices. This is a new podcast hosted by me, Keith Penberthy, and I would like to give you all a very warm welcome. Um, the very first episode, very excited to be here, very excited to have you guys. So thank you for being here. Hopefully it's a long and prosperous journey together. The reason for this podcast is, as stated, alternative lifestyle choices, focusing on people and guests who have lived alternative lifestyles, why they decided to live these alternative lifestyles, the passion behind it, the drive behind it, the obstacles and challenges that they had to face. Why are they doing it? Why not live the normal lifestyle, the normal nine to five, the normal job that the system teaches us? I myself uh, have lived somewhat of an alternative lifestyle, which is why I decided to start this podcast. I've been traveling for about 17 years now. I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa. I grew up during the apartheid, which ended in 1994. I was nine years old. We saw a huge difference in the country, in the schools. Again, I was nine years old. So for me, my experience was as a child. Our schools were majority and predominantly white. And after well, during and after 1994, we saw more and more black and colored pupils coming to the school, which was great for us. We, we were never raised as racist and we always encouraged it. We were always enthusiastic about the new pupils and the diversity that it brought. Um, South Africa was an interesting country to grow up in. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of poverty. It's a mix between first world and third world. And um, what apartheid showed was that the oppression of the black and colored people really has a result on poverty. And that poverty lasts for decades. And as a child growing up, there are always saw and witnessed this poverty that was going on and I always asked myself why why do some people have so much and why do some people have so little we're all people at the end of the day and this whole concept of the rainbow nation campaign that Nelson Mandela and Thabo Mbeki brought to light in 1994 with the new South Africa was to have peace and equality and unity and diversity and prosperity for all South Africans. And unfortunately, this never really developed. This dream never really came to light because there is still racism that continues there. There's also reverse racism, there's reverse apartheid, whereas now the white people seem to be more oppressed and it's, um, it's pretty public as well. 
this is a topic for another day. But um, yeah, growing up in South Africa was was very interesting for me. I always wondered why I was growing up in South Africa, not somewhere like the States. Um, but I have more of an understanding now. I um, have been traveling for 17 years. I've lived in many different parts of the world. I've lived in Israel, in France, in Germany, in Spain, in Poland, in United States. Uh, I've backpacked Asia for about a year. I'm currently in Tulum, Mexico. Absolutely wonderful place. Call it paradise. It's really beautiful. And um, I have lived a lot of life. I have quite a lot of experiences for my age. I have been married and divorced. I have a beautiful son who is now 13 years old, who I miss very dearly. And I have not seen him for a while and it is emotional. And I hope that one day or one of these days you will be able to listen to these podcasts and he will be able to watch them as well and see who his father is and see how much his father loves him because I really do. I really love you, my boy. And I miss you so incredibly much. And I'm so sorry that I've not been able to be there in your life. A lot of situations that are out of my control. But as long as you know, I love you with all my heart. So that's another topic of parenthood. Um, I lived in Israel at the time. My ex-wife is Israeli. I got married when I was 21. I'm now 35. We're married for four years. We couldn't get married in Israel because I was not Jewish, so we got married in Cyprus. Culture and religion was a major, major complication and obstacle in our relationship, in our marriage. It never really allowed us to progress as, as we wanted to. It was very difficult. Um, religion, culture, culture clashes, all topics again for another day, as well as marriage, divorce, parenthood. Those were in my early days, 21 to 25, let's say. And um, that was still part of my travels, living in Israel. I lived on a kibbutz. I did many different occupations there. I was uh, kitchen staff. I worked in the agricultural fields, in the melon fields, in date fields, driving tractors and cranes, managing fields of workers. Um, I worked as an electrician's assistant, as a handyman. 
I had my own bar that I built as well. I used to work in a stainless steel factory that sorted agricultural produce. I did welding, TIG welding, MIG welding, or stainless steel. I also worked as a dive master. I used to take people from Israel into Egypt, do a few dives a day, come back into Israel. Beautiful ocean over there in the Red Sea. Absolutely stunning diving, stunning marine life. Beautiful visibility. Uh, I've also worked as a commercial diver, which is basically an underwater construction worker doing welding and broker cutting and construction. These are the divers that work offshore on the oil rigs, the wind turbines, laying a pipeline or fiber optic or whatever it is. I've, uh, I've worked as a fashion model. I've worked as a commercial actor. I've worked in the yachting industry on the super yachts, done many deliveries on sailing yachts and catamarans. It's in and around the, basically Florida and the Caribbean. Um, I lived in Bahamas for four months, doing that as well. So it's, it's been a fulfilling life. It's been an adventurous life definitely alternative and um, growing up in South Africa and going to school I, I never really agreed with the education system that much I never really liked the education system that much I was always more of a sportsman and uh, when I was younger about I think 11 11 or 12 years old we had an aptitude test an IQ test and I happened to score exceptionally well and I was in the top 2% of the country and I got invited to a higher education learning at the Johannesburg College of Education because my IQ was in the top 2 percentile where I think only four of us from the school got invited and they were all intellectuals. I was never really an intellectual, I was more of a rebellious child. Um, that got sort of average grades. I never really had a passion for the subjects. I never really had a passion to learn. I was always in trouble. And uh, throughout high school, it kind of continued. I was in trouble a lot. My mom has <laughs> happened to be a teacher at the high school, which uh, made things very interesting for both of us. I am sure... Well, I actually know that she stopped me from getting expelled a few times. And uh, shame, I know my mom had to put through a lot of shite from me during school. And I apologize to you for that, mom. <laughs> Not entirely my fault. Uh, we probably should have gone to separate schools, knowing what kind of a child I was. Um, I come from an intellectual family. My 
oldest sister is a doctor and a qualified or a working pain specialist, chronic pain specialist. My second oldest sister is a qualified child psychologist. My younger sister finished school with seven distinctions. She got a bursary to Oxford University University for actuarial science. She did exceptionally well. And then there's me, who never even went to college or university. I kind of saw a pattern going on where people go to primary school, then high school. They maybe take a gap year, maybe not. They then go into college or university doing what they think they want to do or what their parents push them to do or what their parents want them to do or what their teachers advise them to do or what their teachers think or want them to do. They start university, they get one or two years in, maybe halfway through, they realize this is absolutely not what they want. They're not happy. Then they have the decision to either stop and choose another subject or to carry on without wanting to or they drop out completely. And uh, I, I found this pattern going on a lot. Not many people actually decide what it is that they want at the age of 18 or 19 and, and to do that for the rest of their lives. And I don't really know how we're expected to know what we want to do for the rest of our lives when we've been institutionalized in a system for the last 18 years. We're not being taught how to be individuals. We're not being taught about our own creativeness, our individual creativity, our passions, what makes us who we are. We're just taught how to follow the system, how to be a part of the system. So I never really agreed with this education system and I never really wanted to go to university or college because of this. So I decided that I would go on a gap year and I did. And technically I'm still on that gap year 17 years later because I have not gone to university or college and I'm still studying, I'm still learning, but about life, about real matters. I have experience of life, of living in different places, of experiencing different cultures, of experiencing different religions, of the experience of marriage and divorce and relationships and parenthood and being a father and a child and childhood and education and alternative education and alternative living and, and all of these other options that we have presented to us in this life. And ultimately, I just find that we are not here to be taught from a textbook, to be taught from a professor, to be taught from a lecture, to get a job to make other people rich. For me, it's, there's so much more to this life. And we need to start asking the questions, is this why I'm here? Or what is the meaning? What is the purpose of this? Is there more meaning and purpose to my life than what I am doing right now, than what I know right now? And I'm sure this resonates with a lot of you that there is a lot more purpose and meaning to life than what you are currently doing. 
So the purpose of this is to start asking the questions, what you can do differently. How can you pursue these alternative lifestyles? How can you live these alternative lifestyles? What does that mean to you? And as soon as we start asking these questions, it, it creates an awareness. Perhaps you're just going along as you're taught from one day to the next, the same routine, the same education, the same path as your parents and their grandparents. You go to work, you do your nine to five, you raise your family, you raise your kids, you teach them to do exactly the same. And ultimately, is this healthy? Is this what we're here for? And if we look at the way the world is progressing, the way things are right now, I think it's very healthy and important to question all of this because the world, the earth is not in a great, a great way. The, the youth is not in a great way. Generally, people's well-being, health and psychological well-being is not in a great way. So we should be questioning all of this. Is this what we should be doing? Is this the best, what we can do out of life? So the guests that we will feature will basically be guests that, who have lived these alternative lifestyles, who have lived exceptional lives, who have a story, who have a unique story. And every single person should have their own unique story, their own fantastic, unique story with their own creative uniqueness, their own individuality. It should not be a story like everyone else. So if you know anyone who has had an exceptional life, who has lived an alternative lifestyle, forward them this podcast. Let them get in touch. Recommend people. So we can help to motivate and inspire everyone to live their own alternative lifestyle, to make that choice to live an alternative lifestyle. The lifestyle that they dream of, the lifestyle that they wish that they had, minus the fear and minus the pressure from parents or from friends or from society, to help people follow their passions and their dreams. And with our current situation around the world, this COVID-19 and basically our civil rights being taken away and poverty increasing and global warming and the loss of nature at an alarming rate, extinction at an alarming rate, extinction of species, coral reefs dying we, we we need to we need to become more aware of what we are doing we need to ask these questions that we've always been told not to ask as children 
as children, as a child, I always used to ask why, 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 why is it like this? Why, why like that? Why can't I do that? You know, because that's who we are as children. We are curious and the curiosity should never die. We should never lose that curiosity. We should always be curious. We should always ask why. In that sense, we should always remain children. And if we keep asking why, then we would find a lot more answers. Instead of being suppressed all the time, don't ask why. It's just the way it is. Stop asking questions. Just do as you're told. Well, what if we don't agree with to that? Because what we're told and the way things are, are not in our best interests ultimately. And I'm a millennial. I'm born in 1985. I've seen a lot of changes in my life. A lot of very rapid changes. I have a son who's 13 years old and I'm worried about his future. I'm worried about what he will have as a future if things carry on the way they are. So ultimately, this is about life, about lifestyle, about our choices. Alternate lifestyle choices. Tell your story. This is my introduction. My introduction to who I am, to my podcast, to my story. If you want to tell your story, please get in touch. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Episode one. I'm excited for episode two. I hope you will join me. Thank you. Uh, you put the tip after? Sure. Do 15. <laughs>